Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. That's right. We are the Scout Team MVPs, and we are your weekly sports talk podcast. I am Chris McMillan, and this is episode one of what is going to be weekly content on the nonstop action in the world of sports. Our goal is to keep you updated on the biggest news, insights, player, and team profiles, and we might even try our hand at giving some fantasy football advice every now and again. You can hear us on the Anchor app as well as all the other major podcasting platforms, so be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. You can also stay up to date with everything that we are doing on Facebook and Twitter by following us at Scout Team MVPs, checking out our website at www.scoutteammvps.com. I'm joined today, like I will every week, by my fellow Scout Team MVPs, Rob Guthrie and Shane Brook. Say hi, boys. Howdy. Hi, boys. That's that's Shane. That's Shane for you right there. <laughs> I love the sense of humor think, around here. I think it's only fitting, you know, that we start off by telling you a little bit about ourselves and uh, kind of tell you who we are and why we're doing the podcast. We are all Wisconsin born and raised, which I think you guys will kind of get a sense of as as we progress through the podcast series. Um, when we talk about Wisconsin sports, you know, we probably know the most about them. However, um, of the three of us, I am the only Packer fan of the group, so I'm sure we'll have some interesting conversations down the road about that. Uh, we also all attended the same high school together, so I'm sure you guys will hear us talk about uh, some of our throwback, you know, nostalgic times as we were all uh, Palmyra Eagle Panthers suiting them up uh, for the purple and white. Uh, overall, we're just three friends who enjoy talking sports, and we want you guys to come along for the ride, and we hope you uh, enjoy our podcast series. For our first episode, we're going to go in-depth and break down all the recent news that come out of Packerland in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We're talking about the Packers and their firing of coach Mike McCarthy, as well as the associate head coach Winston Moss. We're also going to break down a little bit of NBA action and talk about the first month and a half of the season, you know, where teams stand. And we also want to talk about our hometown team here, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Our third segment, we're going to get into some golf and talk about the showdown between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, get our reactions and what we expect to see from Tiger during the 2019 season. And our fourth and final segment of the show, we are going to do a little bit of NFL Pick'em in a segment that we like to call Scouting for Picks. Let's jump right into our first topic of the show and let's talk a little bit about the Green Bay Packers and their recent coach firings and we're going to have Rob start us off and tell us what he thinks. Um, I'm not like super stoked that they fired McCarthy. Um, I get it's nature of the business, but I hate when teams fire the coaches when the team sucks. Uh, I think they're going to miss McCarthy, you know, when they pick a new coach. So. All right, Shane, what do you, what do you think about the Packer news so far here? Well, I'm definitely the most opinionated in regards to this, my Aaron Rodgers feelings. I think any time you fire the head coach because your quarterback doesn't like him because his numbers are struggling this year, so you find him blaming Mike McCarthy for the problems, I mean, yeah, McCarthy's tenure probably had to come to an end. It kind of started when that Seattle loss in the NFC Championship. That was the beginning of the end. It is time, I think. I thought they would have waited until after the season. Um, I don't know what the Packers fans think about it. Chris, maybe you can fill us in on that. But I thought the timing was a little bad. I think you wait till after the season. That way you see who's going to be available. Because you know there's going to be other coaches that are fired here um, by the end of the year. Yeah, sure. I guess, I mean, that's kind of what I was going to go into next was kind of like the timing of it all. I mean, I think the writing was on the wall. I mean, I'm, like I said, I guess I'm not really a – huge proponent of getting rid of a coach in the middle of a season, especially after somebody that's, you know, given the last 13 years to the organization. Um, however, I just think that it was inevitable, you know, so better, better to do it now, kind of get that coaching search started a little bit early. Um, so I don't know if it should be done any differently. I think it kind of, it is what it is at this point, but 
what I did want to touch on too was that I did just see today um, that yesterday McCarthy actually came back to Green Bay and he addressed the team in the mm-hmm. locker room just because, you know, he was fired so soon after that game on Sunday. I didn't really give a chance to to talk to any of the guys and things like that. And so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but then, you know, not only the huge McCarthy news that we had, we also, you know, not short after that, we had a, an associate head coach, Winston Moss, fired. Looks like because of some tweets that he sent off. And I'm going to read this tweet for you boys, and I kind of want to get your reaction to, to what he said. And um, I think you kind of touched on a little bit already, but just kind of get reactions to what he said and what you guys think about it. So here's Winston Moss. His tweet says, ponder this. What championship teams have are great leadership, period. It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody in this building to a hashtag Lombardi standard, period. And he ends it by saying hashtag losing sucks. And that kind of seems exactly why shortly thereafter he was removed as well with Joe Philbin, the now interim head coach saying, you know, it just, he wasn't a good fit. Um, so what do you guys think about Winston Moss being let go as well, right after McCarthy? I take two things from that one. That's Mark Murphy trying to show, Hey, I'm in charge here. Not anyone else. Uh, I believe there was actually a press conference. I was listening to this or read an article about it where Mark Murphy and the Packers GM, um, we're at a press conference, and he said, Murphy, that if there's a coach I like, that's who we're getting. And the media was like, well, what about the GM? What if he likes him? And he kind of like got on him about that. And he didn't really have an answer. I believe his words were, we don't like to deal in hypotheticals. So he's trying to show he's boss. And to me, that just reinforces also the fact that they're going to go with whatever Aaron Rodgers wants. He's a franchise quarterback. He is one of a kind, not got too many guys like him. So they're trying to keep him happy, I think. Um, you know, that's what I take away from why he was fired. Uh, that wasn't that bad of a tweet. Okay, Rob, anything yeah. to say about Winston Moss? I actually didn't mind the tweet. Um, I just think that the, the content of the tweet was kind of ill-based because, you know, Leadership it matters, but in the NFL, what matters now is the offensive guru trend. That's definitely the trend that is the safe trend because that's what puts seats or people in the seats. That's what puts points on the board. Um, they're, they're just, they just play way too old school, the style of football, to really kind of keep up with the Rams and the Chiefs and teams like that. See, I kind of disagree with that, though. You look at the last Super Bowl winners, they've all been the better defensive team. The Eagles over the Patriots, Denver, Seattle, they were all much better defensive teams. And they were the Super Bowl champions. I mean. Yeah, Shane, two. I'd love to see them stop uh, the Rams or Chiefs this year, though. The Rams have been stopped. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean you're, you're not wrong. Defense definitely does matter, but the Packers have, haven't had a good defense in, I don't know, 10 years. So. Yeah, two thousand nine uh, when if, they won the Super Bowl. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> hold defense accountable, then uh, you know, I think the year with the coordinator there maybe. <laughs> I well, yeah, I think Patton should go too. But you know, that's another thing. Well, hold, hold on, let's hold on. Let's 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 talk about that for a second. Let's talk about um, first of all, um, Joe Philbin stepping in as interim head coach, and also. Um, Mike Pettin, I think, came out today at their press conference and said that, you know, he still has no interest being a head coach. I know he said that when Thank he first um, signed with Green Bay to be their D coordinator. Um, but what do, you, what do you guys think as far as um, potential coaching candidates come in? And what's going to happen next? Well, I don't, I don't think the, the timing was right, as Shane was saying earlier. For, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. What's the sense of firing Mark McCarthy mid, you know, pretty much late, late season? You know, why not wait till after the season's over? But uh, definitely not Joe Philbin or Mike Pettine. Uh I just don't Pettine. think that that's the fit. Yes, Patton, Patton, Rob. Mike Patton. Patton, Patine, not... tomato, tomato. Yeah, close enough. It, I mean, it's all the same to me. Uh, <laughs> well, either, either, either way, he shouldn't be the head coach. So, 
Uh, well, let's Arians, go over some I, of I like the, Bruce uh, Arians for the job, though. Bruce Arians? Uh, I, yeah, I, he, I don't like. I don't like Bruce Arians. He I, well, he took he took that but, Cardinals team and he turned them into an actual decent team. I can only yeah, but what? It, I mean, but what did they win? They didn't, they win, didn't win anything. I mean, yeah, they had some bad luck with some quarterback injuries. You put you put uh, you put Bruce Arians, the head coach of an Aaron Rodgers team. Okay, you uh, want to talk like about that. you want to talk about that? Then why not Josh McDaniels? Uh, look at that Patriots team. They've how, how many Super Bowls have they won with him as the OC? Look at Tom Brady. Yeah, but... He's going to probably go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Don't you think if Aaron Rodgers is a better peer passer, McDaniels can get more out of Rodgers than he could even Brady? I don't I don't hate that fit, but do you think he's really going to leave the Patriots for a, a down-and-out team like the Packers? I don't think well, so. Well, Green Bay is a story well, franchise. I mean, yeah, that's, Patriots. You know, not too many opportunities. About, yeah, but if you're talking about winning, he's not moving <laughs> from the Patriots, so. Yeah, but look at do you history. guys think that uh, do you guys think that with Josh McDaniels just recent history is just going back to last year how he you know he took the Colts job and then you know it seemed like a day later kind of backed out of that and came back to the Patriots do you think that teams should be weary of of the, him going forward No I think he made the right call <laughs> I mean, uh, I I mean why would you ever leave the Patriots I don't know why you would agree to leave the well, Patriots period It's like you don't but you want it, to be a head coach. Why do you, in, you don't yeah, want to spend your life opinion, as an assistant manager? Yeah, in my opinion, though, when when uh, the Patriots head coach is gone with Tom Brady, <laughs> um, Josh McDaniels is in that role, and I think you know, I think that's what he's waiting for now. Okay, so on that point, you just made it as to why he wouldn't stay with New England. Tom Brady's what in his forties? Tom Brady's done soon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Tom Brady's done soon. Belichick will probably go with them. Why wouldn't you go to Aaron Rodgers, who's only 35, where you probably have five to seven more seasons of one of the best pure passers ever to play instead of take on a new quarterback uh, that is not proven and stay in New England? Comes down to money then, though, doesn't it? I mean, the, the Packers aren't really going to pay you as much as the Patriots would, especially if you he has a history with of winning with the Patriots. Yeah, but look at the history of the Packers. The Packers yeah, the are one of the most is, yeah, they're the one of the most storied franchises. Ten years ago and beyond, you know what I mean? So, not really. I mean, the, they the were Patriots the are here now. So they were in the NFC Championship game like two years ago. Yeah. yeah, out of the last, like I said, you know, they won that one Super Bowl. But I mean, they've they been like, to the playoffs, sure. But that that happens when you have Aaron Rodgers as your yeah, quarterback. But they, so they still have Aaron Rodgers at their quarterback. They still have Devontae Adams. They got some young wide receivers. I think Green Bay offensively will get better. I think defensively is where the problem lies. Oh, of course, definitely, I agree. Well, let's let's uh, run down some of the other you know potential coaching candidates that are out there that are making the making the news recently. We've already touched on you know the internal candidates, Mike Pettin, Joe Philbin. It seems like, um, especially since Rob thinks his last name is Patine, you know he's we're definitely Dude, not it's... going in that direction. <laughs> Where yeah, we've talked a little bit about Bruce. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about Bruce Arians, uh, Josh McDaniels. Who's touched on? What about? Uh, let's talk about John Harbaugh, the current Ravens head coach. If he was to be let go um, as the Ravens head coach, do you see him being a, a fit in Green Bay? I mean, I see the Packers wanting any big name coach, sure, but uh, I don't think he's the right fit. I think the Packers need to move more of an offensive, you know, minded team and. You know, start putting up points like the Rams because their defense isn't going to get them there. So they need to, you know, kind of need to outscore the opponent. It's pretty much the whole, the whole scheme there. I think. I, I kind of Shame agree to a point. I think Harbaugh defensively would help as a head coach, but I don't think yeah, he's the right fit offensively. Right. Um, um, I, to Rob's point, I, uh, I mean, a lot of people talk in Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head coach. I mean, that would kind of fit with the Sean McVay um, type, you know, coach that's yeah, the, the, the young head coach. Now. Right. Yeah. Um, since you just talked like, about college coaches a little bit, let's, you got something, Rob, on, this, on that topic still? Yeah, I have a, I have a lot on that. Um, see, in my opinion, I think the Packers kind of need like a full overhaul, and there's two college coaches that fully overhaul their teams. And uh, they're big names, but – I mean, maybe that's what you need at this point. Uh, Nick Saban, I heard a, a few times in the news. I'd be, I don't think he's ever going to leave Alabama. But, um, yeah, absolutely not. Especially, especially after his last uh, stint in the NFL. 
You're talking you about you yeah. You're talking about money. Where is he going to get more money than Alabama? Oh, yeah, I know. He's got that's the cushiest job in America. Yeah, and that's Best why recruiting classes. He's not leaving, but um, but it's definitely int- intriguing as a as a thought. And then my my favorite so far, uh, coaches my Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh. I love oh, him as a coach. God, <laughs> we've seen we that. Know. Know. We've seen that fail several <laughs> times. Please, please no. I, you know, being a Badger fan and just having Harbaugh as the Michigan coach and just seeing his face every Saturday, like I just. <laughs> There's, I just don't think I could take it. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't like. I mean, he's super annoying. I get that, and his face may be kind of hideous to look at, but he's <laughs> turned that Michigan team, who has been trashed the last ten years, into a top six team in CFB. You know, how many it's times definitely has he impressive Ohio what State? he's done. How many times has he beaten Ohio State? Yeah, the big game. How many times has Wisconsin beat Ohio State? Well, that's not what we're talking oh, about. So that's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State's a good team, um, right? But Michigan had them at the big house when they were on paper a better team. Lost Michigan all these years. Oh, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. They choke at the end of the season, kind of like the Forty ers did with Harbaugh as head coach. And I and I get in college it, it means more to win those big games, but in the NFL you lose a game versus the Vikings. One week, it's not a necessarily killer like if you lose to Ohio State in week, you know, six or whatever. Yeah, but every right. playoff game in the NFL is do or die. It's not like, oh, you had a bad week. Come I, back next week. It's I over. agree, but the Packers have been the one Super Bowl in the last, I, I, it feels like 100 years. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's worth a try, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's you look, a at the Packers, six, look at the Packers' success. I, I know you're a Lions fan, Rob. Wouldn't you kill to have the Lions have the similar success to the Packers in the last ten years? I don't know. They've 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 only won one more Super Bowl than the Lions in the past ten years. Yeah, but so. how many times have the Lions been to the playoffs in the last ten the years? The Lions I mean they're in a stacked division, so it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah, the Lions aren't there. They they are they though? The Lions are, they the are are they're worse than the Packers when it comes okay. to management and so, coaching. So So they're in a stacked division, but the Packers have rebuilt. The Bears have rebuilt. The Vikings have rebuilt. What's happened to the Lions? It seems like they've been in a constant rebuild since uh, yeah, about 1993. Yeah, so Barry Sanders walked away from that team because they couldn't rebuild the team to put a good team around Calvin him. Johnson did the same thing, and I have a feeling and maybe, that Matt, and maybe in a, in a future episode. And maybe in a future episode, we can touch on the all-elusive Barry Sanders and how the Green Bay Packers <laughs> decided to – uh, yeah, not yeah. draft him and take you know the incredible bulk Tony Mandrich, but that's for that's for another <laughs> another day. So it sounds like the Packers the have Packers. a huge kind of undertaking on their hands as you know finding a new coach and who's going to fit with with that team and Aaron Rodgers specifically. Um, but let's kind of move into a little bit. Can of, I? I just want to add one more thing real quick to that is it's going to be hard for whoever has to pick the coach because. No matter what, Packers fans have an unbelievable ability to blame everything on the head coach. They've been calling for McCarthy's job the year after he won the Super Bowl. So, I I just think whoever they pick, it has to. It, it's going to be a big choice, and it's got to stick for a long time. So, it's going to be a really tough decision. Do we have time for me to throw out two dark horse candidates? <laughs> uh, you got uh, thirty seconds, Shane. Go ahead. All right. This, these are, this one's going to be way out of left field, but I talked to a guy from Green Bay today, and he said sports radio up there is throwing around two names. You know one, Brett Favre, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Look at the story. And then Lombardi from New Orleans. Yep. How about I, that? that he's two two big-time Packers. It would, it, would be a, it would be a great story. It would be awesome for all the, the media and sports writers and, and people like us to talk about, but – um, as far as it actually happening, um, I think we all I think we all know that it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean it's cool. To, it's cool to it's cool to talk about and cool to think about. Um, Brett Favre's return to Green Bay, you know, calling the plays for Aaron Rodgers that that'd be something, hey? Yeah, that definitely. would definitely not fly. <laughs> I'd watch. <laughs> I think yeah, a lot of people watch would watch. The, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't even let him come into the door, so. Uh, well, at least we got a you know built-in backup quarterback if anything happens. So, <laughs> yeah, right. all right, coach. here we go. 
let's uh let's kind of move into a little bit of, of NBA action um and kind of looking at Ooh, my favorite. current state of affairs. I know Rob, you're a big big basketball guy. Um so let's kind of talk a little bit about what's been going on in the NBA so far and maybe some of the, the surprising teams and what you're looking forward to seeing and since we are uh, Wisconsin boys here. Let's talk a little bit about the Bucks too and what we've seen from them so far. So, Rob, why don't you uh, go ahead and get us started on some NBA talk and maybe talk a little bit about the, the current standings and where things are at right now. All right. So, of course, in the East, with LeBron being in the West now, Toronto is just – I think they iced up that number one spot. I think for some Already? reason, no matter – Yeah, no matter who you put on that team. They, what, if they, they played 26 for, games? It's all over. Yeah, but 26 games in. It's really crazy to see how good they are when you watch the Bucks, them play. Couldn't the Bucks beat Toronto in Toronto like already oh, I this love season? The, I love the Bucks too, bud. Um, I, I think this is the most exciting Bucks team I've watched in a while. And they're winning games. And the Greek freak is just – he's just that. He's a freak. So – Ah, trade him for John Salmons. <laughs> we we want we want uh, uh, John Salmons back for sure. Give me Darvin Ham, oh. the Ham Slam. Well, well, he's on. He's on a coach. He's a coach now. The old <laughs> Darvin Ham. He's on the bench. You can suit him up. Get out there, big boy. Yeah, I'd say bring uh, back uh, bring back Tim Thomas. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I want I want Tim Thomas and his and his double headbands. You know, yeah. just running down the court. Michael Red. Michael Red is the best shooter in the history of the NBA, according to that. <laughs> we all, we all know Michael Red, best three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. But yeah, Rob, you talked a little bit about you know the Raptors and the Bucks, kind of on top of the East right now. Um, looking at the West, you know, it's oh. we're always the, the Warriors are always going to be there at the end. I'm not really too concerned about where they sit right now. It looks like they're in fourth. Um, I but am. with so many games, you're concerned with the Warriors? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Two Tell me why. Big, two of their <laughs> stars uh, can't get along. They're like 14-year-old girls. Isn't that every major team, though? No. I mean... No. I mean, when Draymond Green and Kevin Durant are fighting over who gets to bring the ball up, really? Dude, I've... it's it's that Michigan State and uh, Draymond. Yeah, that, no uh... kidding. That's the I'm worst. Just... I'm just telling you right now, I think the Warriors are showing vulnerability for the first time since they got well, that team together. I, I 100% I mean, agree with you, Shane, but the Warriors have been held to an extremely high standard. I think that, you know, only nine losses in a in like, what, the 26 games so far is but, not but bad for them, it only puts them two games of, out from... They only lost long. nine games in a season a couple times or right around there. It's true. Yeah, it's very no, true. I know, but I mean that that you can't expect them to repeat that over and over and over. Why? Why? They have Curry, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. There's, you add DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> there's bound to be teams that are going to figure figure them out and and adjust accordingly. What's, what's there to figure out? They shoot threes. I mean, you live and die by the three, and they do it better add than more anyone. Perimeter defending. <laughs> Have you seen Steph Curry shoot the three over people? Yeah, matter. but he can't. He can't go off for eighty a game. He's not gonna. He's not gonna right. win you a game every every day. So, haven't the Warriors proved that they can they can be this good all the time for the last what three years, four years yeah. now? Yeah. Oh yeah. They might lose this as many games this season as they have in like the last two seasons combined. I mean, but, that's so so you're. So I guess, yeah, that would be a little chink in the armor. But I think when push comes to shove, when you have that many quality players and stars like the Warriors do, I think once it comes to playoff time, they're, they're going to strap them up and, and be ready to go. I mean, we've oh. seen it plenty of times with, with LeBron teams in the past that regular season comes and everyone's talking, oh, what's wrong with the Cavs? What's wrong with the Cavs? And then the playoffs come, and there's the Cavs right back in the NBA Finals. I don't, I'm not worried about the Warriors right now um, being so early in the season still. But you know they might have a couple of chinks in the armor that we yeah aren't used to seeing. But I guess we'll see as the season kind of plays out here. I mean, the fact that the Thunder are ahead of them. I, mean, I read a stat today that Russell Westbrook for his career is something like twenty-two percent from three-point range. That's insane. Balling. How terrible is that? I, I think Rob, you shot better than that in high school. I I, I still want him on my team, though, Finn. <laughs> 
He's a ball hog, kind of. I mean, that's why they can't win. I mean, you stop Russell. But you just said you just said. Did you not just say they were they were doing well this year? And oh no, I was saying it's surprising that they're doing better than the Warriors with what Russell Westbrook. Who else is on that team that's going to be that beat you? Mm, well, they have. They got, they got that Paul big George. old Stephen Adams down, down, down low. He can be a tough matchup. Yeah, Paul uh, Stephen I, I, Adams going for thirty and fifteen a, a day, um, every night. You can count on him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm that's, not. That's it's not. Now. It's not I'm necessarily sorry. what I'm saying. But he, I'm sorry. You know, he's he definitely the a guy and uses his body well. So. I just don't see the Thunder as a threat, even though they are oh, what sixteen either. and seven. I, I think until we are proven otherwise, the Warriors are still the team to beat in the West. And I, I mean, I don't see it turning out any differently. What, what so do we think when, about? When, when, when it changes, uh, you know, come come playoff time, we can cue this back, and you, you know, we can, uh, you guys can laugh at me <laughs> if you'd like. But I, I still think the Warriors are going to be there right at the end. Well, so, I 100 percent agree. What about the Lakers with LeBron this year? He's been to what seven, eight straight finals. Any chance they can go uh, back? Well, I'm I'm a, I'm actually a little disappointed. I mean, I've been a Lakers fan until he joined the team, and uh, I'm a little. Wait, so you're not? So you were a Lakers fan, but you're not now that LeBron's I've, on the I've team. I've been a Laker. I've been a Lakers fan my whole entire life, but I just I cannot stand LeBron, and uh, hmm. people may hate me for that, but uh, you know, what are you I, gonna just do? Th- I just think that the the Lakers are really underperforming considering the, the given roster. And I think they're the playing for next year. World. They're playing for I, next year. They're going to have Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard on that team no, next not. year, too. Ah, oh, if they have money, you kidding me? They were supposed to have all them players this year as well. Yeah, but I th- Anthony Davis, I think, is a free agent after this year, isn't he? Yeah, he's got Kevin, so many yeah. ties to New Orleans, though. He ain't, not a he's chance. not leaving the oh, Pelicans. He will leave the Pelicans for L.A. any day of the week. No, I disagree yeah. wholeheartedly. L.A., are you kidding me? Play with LeBron in the West? Yes, yeah, so he can touch the ball half as many times a game. <laughs> Are you kidding me? LeBron's not a LeBron is not nearly as much of a ball hog as Westbrook. LeBron and all those literally other guys. touches the ball every single time. Yeah, because he plays the point. Time. Plays the point guard. He's a four spot. How can he play the point? Explain that to he me. Plays, he plays, he plays every spot spots. on the court. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you rather have play point, just, Lonzo? I mean, that's what they drafted uh, him for, is it not? Big baller brand. Yeah. I want LeVar, <laughs> I want Lonzo, I want LaMelo, and who's the other one, the, the forgotten one? LaMarcus um, or something like that. LiAngelo. LiAngelo. LiAngelo Ball. I want, which, I want all four of them with LeBron on the, on the court at the same time. Which one was the shoplifter? LiAngelo, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yep, got booted from UCLA before he even got going, and then they uh, – Went to Lithuania or whatever it was and uh, played for like six months and then left there too. So the ball, the ball yeah. family. Yeah, it's funny. We don't hear anything more from LeVar Ball. He was, he had his 15 <laughs> minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah, once um, you stop feeding the trolls, they disappear. So Sold a couple t-shirts. Yeah, did you guys get your like $400 uh, Lonzo shoes or whatever? Last pair of <laughs> Rob, I know, you, I know you got a pair. <laughs> Zio, not a chance. Zio two. No. The best okay. pair of shoes I bought were nine dollars from Walmart. That's how you get those those Shack shoes. Ah, oh, same shoes my grandpa has. I just wanted to hang out. Look similar. Oh, you get those Velcro Velcro straps going. <laughs> yeah, dude. I didn't know how to tie. That my saves shoes time. Until, I didn't know how to tie my shoes until third grade. Yeah, dude. It saves time too, so I don't blame you. Um, I mean, cool. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like. I mean, obviously, we're so early in the NBA season right now, but we've got couple of contenders and i cannot wait to see my bucks um make it past the first round for the first time and what what has it been 16 years so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see see what they do going going from here um but i think it's time to transition into our segment number three and talk a little golf um the big news that happened you know, over the Thanksgiving weekend is we had a Tiger Woods Mm -hmm. versus Phil Mickelson first time ever pay-per-view event. I want to kind of 
get your guys' reactions to it. Did you watch it? Your thoughts? Um, are you surprised mm-hmm. that Phil won? Um, I think, uh, Shane, why don't you go ahead and kind of start us off here with some Tiger versus Phil action. What did you think? Did you watch it? <laughs> no, I was actually, if there's a This Old House marathon on, that was a little bit more interesting. <laughs> so. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I thought we were at the comedy section of the show when you were talking about that. Uh, they were supposed to be mic'd up and trash talking each other. I didn't know that like, hey, good shot, Phil, was trash talk. Uh, pretty sure when we golf together, there's a lot more trash talk that occurs than that. Um, oh, I'd love to mic us up when we're golfing. <laughs> yeah, dude, we should be we should be out there golfing for nine mil. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I could hit the ball in the water for nine million. That wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> maybe maybe once this podcast takes off, we can get some sponsors and we can uh, get our scout team MVPs pay per view golf event and uh, nine million on the line. <laughs> Um, winner take all. I would think, yeah, we would definitely put on a better trash talking event than than Phil and Tiger did. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of boring uh, in, to some sense. I mean, it was cool at the same time, be, being you know kind of one of its kind. But yeah, the golf was kind of brutal. Um, I watched the entire thing. I wish I hadn't. Um, I could have seen the three highlights that came out of that match um, after it was done. Um, but. I don't know. So it was it was kind of neat, kind of cool, but at the same time, could have done without. Rob, thoughts, reactions? Um, unfortunately, I didn't watch it. Uh, you guys know me; I'm a huge golf fan, so I really wanted to watch it. But the go- the wife wanted to go shopping, so we went shopping. <laughs> you had um, the right call. <laughs> yep. Good, yep. Um, I did see priorities. Uh, well, interview <laughs> where they kind of jousted at each other and put 200k on the line for the first hole that was pretty exciting but other than that that's all i'm pretty sure happened out of that one <laughs> yeah i, I mean i was kind of thinking with how much money both of those guys have that we would have seen a lot more of you know the all right um i'm gonna stick this within 10 feet and then i'm gonna put a million dollars and say that i do it you know kind of okay. just yeah, yeah. what's 200 more money on the line tiger woods nothing hey, it's like that- it's like Nothing. me going out there and say, "Chris, I'll play you for a quarter." <laughs> well, I'd win that quarter. I think I think we both know I'd yeah, win that yeah, quarter. Yeah, you know, you'd win on my golf game. <laughs> pretty pretty freaking horrible. Uh, Chris, um, are you, guys, you surprised you guys... that Phil won at all? No. Am I surprised that Phil won? No, absolutely not. I mean, Did... I think Tiger had a really really successful 2018, considering where he was at. You know, a year ago, even a couple months before that season started. No, we didn't even know if he was going to play again, but for him to be competitive in a lot of different tournaments this year and win um, again on tour this year, I think, you know, that was great. But at the same time, his game is still so inconsistent that it didn't surprise me one bit that, that Phil won, even after the, what were they on like the 24th hole or whatever? Um, yeah. But... It was even a tough course they played. I, and I yeah, agree it seemed that, to be set up for birdies, but they just didn't uh, convert. Well, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. You said you watched the whole thing, right, Chris? Yep, yep, I watched it. Are you one of the it. people that paid for it, or are you one of the people that got it for free? <laughs> yeah, that, let's let's talk about that. So um, it was what broadcast live on, on Bleacher Report, and they had a little snafu with their, their pay-per-view um, where everyone could actually watch for free instead of paying the the nineteen ninety nine that it costs to watch. Um, sadly, I was one of those people that uh, paid through my <laughs> Dish subscription, so I paid that twenty bucks and I watched that uh, entire entire round. And I have seen that some cable providers are refunding anybody that actually did pay for it. So I'm kind of hoping that that comes down the line for me too. But yeah, no, as of right now, I um, paid twenty bucks. So. Well, uh, you can always, uh, you know, light a 20 on fire next time and just get the same amount of value out of it. So. I'll be sure so, next time I'm about to spend $20 on golf, I'll, uh, I'll call. Yeah, you should probably call me with any monetary decisions. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty frugal. So, Chris, you watched the whole thing. Was it as close as the 24 hole suggested it was? Um, you know, Phil seemed to be, he, Phil was on top most of that, that round and that match. Um, Tiger chipped in for birdie, um, on, on 17 to get back. Um, 
you know, to even going into 18, but still, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it was that close. I think Phil kind of took control of it from the get go and kind of never let go. But I mean, like I said, it was bad golf by both of those guys. And it wasn't, Yeah. you expect to see people firing at pins and people making birdies, but I didn't think they made very many birdies at all. So can I make a suggestion? to golf sure. in general. You know what you want to sell a pay-per-view golf event for? And this one's going to blow your mind. Happy Gilmore versus Shooter McGavin. Alexander <laughs> versus You want to sell tickets. That's it right there. I would pay for that. I would we pay should, for okay, we got we to gotta pitch that because I think Turner was the one that put this on. We need to pitch that for to Turner Sports <laughs> next time and say, you guys actually want to put on a show? Here you go. That, um, that, we can re- redo the awesome. we can redo the '96 Tour Championship. Happy versus Shooter, mano y mano. This is golf. Go back to your shanties. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we're all kind of down on the the Tiger Phil spectacle, but I'm kind of staying on the Tiger topic real quick. Um, let's talk about his 2019 season and kind of just a quick. Do we think? He's going to win again next year. Does he have a major victory to or major victory in his grasp or not? Um, personally, I think he'll win again next year. The majors have been so elusive um, since he's won his last one, but I do think he'll win again, maybe even two or three times, but major victory wise, I'm just not sure it's ever going to happen again, which, which is sad because he was on such a tear for so long and it just kind of all faded away. But um, Rob, thoughts on Tiger Woods' 2019 season? Well, you, you did touch on his, you know, his past of being on a tear. I mean, that that's his whole career has been a tear. So it's just kind of, kind of crazy to see how low he's gotten and how he was able to pick himself up a little bit in 18. Um, I, I, as far as winning goes, maybe, uh, like you were touching on earlier, he is so inconsistent. Um, and you know, you can't win majors or even non-major tournaments being that inconsistent. You need four good days and I don't think he has it in him. See, I think he'll win. I mean, look at, look at the other guys. Who was the big one that was going to be the next Jordan Speed? I really think Jordan Mm -hmm. Speed's already missed more cuts than Tiger Woods has the entire time he's played pro golf. So you want to talk about inconsistency. Look at Rory. He's just as inconsistent as Tiger half the time. Uh, oh, Rose, 100%. Thomas, uh, Johnson, they can all be very inconsistent. Yeah, do you do you think, Shane, you know, kind of going off of that point right there, that we just saw such good golf from Tiger for such a long time, and he was, you know, number one player in the world for the most weeks consecutively ever, um, that we're just kind of – we hold him to such a high standard that we kind of overshadow – you know, just how inconsistent some of these other players are. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Tiger is held, going back to the football thing, held to the same standard Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning are held to because he's been so good for so long. Everyone's like, oh, well, what's going on with Tiger? He finished fourth today and Mm -hmm. missed a couple of fairways. Why? Like, nobody can be that good for that long. Tiger's in his 40s now. I mean, mean, golf – professionally maybe takes a toll on your body i don't know the way we do it it definitely doesn't but <laughs> i don't know so, man I'm, maybe the liver I'm back a few times maybe my liver at the golf outing maybe i don't know i mean <laughs> but i mean i don't i just i don't know i just think that what happened is tiger used to be able to hit the bar far, ball farther than anyone now everyone hits the ball just as far as tiger and he's been inconsistent right. with his putter and his short game yeah, and, yeah, and so, you know, I mean, Tiger back in the day when he was winning, he was a great putter. And to touch on some of the things you touched on, Shane, golf is inherently an inconsistent game. I mean, it's just naturally that way. I and mean, when you see pro golfers go on tears where they win five tournaments and out of 12, it's that's incredible. So watching Tiger, what he's done over the years is – astonishing so you do kind of put him on a pedestal and you know it just I would, it's an inherently yeah. inconsistent game and you know and i mean i would say it's i hope he does con- win but i just don't see it happening i would say it's 
um, inherently consistent for all three of us. We are consistently bad. So, <laughs> yes, um, some of us more so than others. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, Tiger versus Phil was a big negative, um, and we're not quite sure if Tiger's going to win or not in 2019. We think he will, but he just hasn't been very consistent um, since his comeback. So that kind of wraps up our third segment here, talking a little bit about golf and. Now we are going to move into what I think could possibly be one of our favorite segments that mm-hmm. we do, and we're going to try and do this weekly during the NFL season. We are currently um, approaching week 14. We have a week 14 matchup actually happening as we speak, um, but when you guys hear us, that one will be over. Um, so week 14 matchups this weekend we are going to come into a segment now that we are going to call scouting for picks and it's going to be kind of like a a pick them style we are going to pick um, games every week kind of based on some big time matchups that we see coming up Um, we are going to take uh, and look at the the spreads for those games and we're each going to pick whether um, we're going to take you know the team with the points or things like that and over-unders and kind of deal. We're going to do a, kind of a, a tally as we go along throughout the NFL season. Um, or we have a short couple weeks left of this season, but coming into next year, we'll have a full year's worth of tallies and see who's going to come out on top. So the first game that we are going to pick, and these odds are from the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook as of December 6th here as we talk. The first game and – is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday, 425 Eastern time. And the line right now sits at Dallas minus three and a half. Shane, what do you, what do you think about that line and who are you going to, who are you going to pick in that game? This is a tough one. Um, primarily because I hate Dallas, um, <laughs> but Dallas is red hot right now. I think the last time they played, it was 27, 20, the Cowboys won. Um, Eagles, they barely beat the Giants, who are not very good this year. Uh, They beat Washington. Um, Washington, what? Mark Sanchez finished that game at quarterback. So Sanchez, my boy. Not put any stock into that game. Um, So I'm going to actually take Dallas. Uh, I don't think Philly will cover that. I don't think Philly's not going to cover the spread. Uh, Dallas will win it. All right, Rob. So ten, since 2010, these two teams, when they play each other, have been practically even. Um, I don't like the odds Rob there. I'm actually going to go with. I'm actually going to go with Philadelphia on this one. To cover Ooh, or to win? Yeah, to cover or to I, win to straight up. I think to win straight up. Oh boy. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it's a bold call, but I honestly think you know. Eagles can be so good and bound to get out of a slump, right? And why not take a shot? That game is in Dallas, you know. You know, I think. Oh yeah, you know, I might. Aware. I think. I think Rob might have have convinced me, and maybe more so because I just don't like the Cowboys, and I can't <laughs> wait to see what Skip Bayless tweets when the Cowboys lose. So I am going to take the Eagles straight up as well, Rob. I like the pick. I think you guys are wrong. I'm ahead of one nothing. Okay. The Eagles are so spotty and I'm I'm willing to put, put money on that they're gonna show up this week. All right. So our next scouting for picks game is the Los Angeles Rams at the <laughs> Chicago Bears this Sunday night for Sunday night football. And the line right now sits at Rams minus three. Shane, we'll start with you again. What do you got? Rams will win uh, easily. I think Chicago's kind of going downhill. Yeah, the Bears have a great defense. I think that loss to the Giants last week um, kind of not looking good. I didn't hear if Trubisky's playing this week or not. I heard they're kind of thinking about it yet. Um, So, yeah, I got to go with the Rams. I just think that they've got too many weapons for the Bears. Rams straight up? Yep. (laughs) All right. Rob? Well, um, both have very, you know, middle-of-the-road pass defenses, and that's kind of where 
they both like to play. But I think the Bears actually are going to pull that one out just because I think oh uh, their defense, being able to stop the run and maybe stop Todd Gurley is going to be the, the, one, the thing that sets them aside. You taking the Bears with the points or Bears straight up? What do we got? I'm taking Bears with the points. Bears, so Bears are going to cover? Yes, I think so. All right. All right, that leaves that leaves me. Let's see here. You know, being a Packers fan, it absolutely pains me to, to ever have to root for the Bears. And in this situation, <laughs> I don't have to root for the Bears, so I'm going to take the Rams straight up. I hope it is 65-0. to zero. Rams straight up for me. Um, all right. Our third and final scouting for picks game for this week is the Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. And that matchup takes place on Monday night in the current line right now, which uh, looks like Seattle minus three. So Shane, give me your thoughts. I know, I know you have an opinion on this one. Yeah. Um, I think Seattle's going to win it straight up. I think uh, kind of <laughs> two teams. Try- hey, I, I have a reason. <laughs> Let's look, hear it. Okay, you look at Seattle's losses this year, right? All right. So they yep. lost to who? The Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos are pretty bad. That was in mile high. Seattle's always bad in the beginning of the season. Lost to Chicago in Chicago. They lost to the Rams, and then they lost to the Chargers and to the Rams. Rams have lost what one game this year? <clears throat> They're a good team. Yep. San or excuse me, San Diego playoff team in the AFC Bears another playoff team in the NFC road game Vikings haven't looked that consistent I mean Kirk Cousins I'm not sold he's just having a down year I think um, Seattle's definitely going to go ahead and take that game I mean primarily being at home in CenturyLink primetime they're tough Russell Wilson red hot right now I know you don't like him Chris but he's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league he's having a good year Yes, very good-looking man, Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but it, <laughs> we learned a lot about you tonight. That's true, Rob. So, what do we got for this Hawks versus Vikings matchup? So, Hawks and Vikings are numbers-wise dead even in rush defense. Uh, what sets them aside is Minnesota is number nine in pass defense, and. Uh, Seattle's number 19. So I'm kind of looking for uh, Kirk Cousins to blow up Seattle just a little bit. And so I'm going to take them, take them all out to win the game. Do you like that? I do. I just don't see it. Numbers don't lie. Kirk Cousins, I mean, he can have good games. And, have bad uh, ones. So, so you're, you're taking Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And I hate to see Hawks, so. Minnesota to cover or Minnesota straight up? Straight up, man. Straight up. Minnesota straight up. So we've got Shane, Seahawks straight up, Rob. We've got Vikings straight up. That leaves me to break this tie. And I am going to side to everybody's. uh, Let's see. What am I going to (laughs) do? I'm going to go Seattle Seahawks straight up. I'm going to agree with Shane on this one. I am not the biggest Hawks fan, but like Shane has talked about, Hawks are playing pretty well. Russell Wilson is playing really well. Um, I feel like they're, they've always been inconsistent at times, but at the same time, playing at home on Monday nights um, in that environment, I'm going to go the Hawks straight up for mm. that last scouting for picks matchup. Well, boys, what do you think? NFL pick them every week. I think it's going to be pretty fun. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm honestly excited for the, our second matchup here, the Rams Bears. It's going to be a good one, and I think these are going to be super hot segments for the rest of our time here. Oh, super hot! Cute, you know, hot fire. Whatever the kids are saying these days, <laughs> it's lit. Fire hot. This lit. segment is going to be lit. Lit. I know. Indeed. I know we're not getting into this tonight, but hey, Rob, how's your fantasy team looking this year? Hey, Bob, uh, <laughs> not great. Let's 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 well, save hey, that uh, for a for, for a future thing? episode. Can I tell you out. one thing, Shane? Chicago is ranked number two in rush defense, so if they can stop Todd Gurley, your Rams and your fantasy team is probably gonna have a tough week. 
hey Rob, I have a bye week this week, so. <laughs> and with that, and with that, I think that wraps up our scouting for picks segment on today's episode. Um, yeah, what a great first episode I think we had here, guys. Uh, we talked a little bit of football, you know, some Packers and coaching firings. We talked a little NBA. We talked a little golf. We talked some NFL pick 'em. And I think we're going to enjoy uh, talking sports every week. What do you guys think? I mean, we we talk sports every week as it is. We might as well do it recorded, you know? We might as well record our thoughts so we can come back to this and hear just how bad Rob's picks are every single Dude, week. Right, Shane? I cannot yeah, wait you, to rub you it just, in your you, face. You don't want to record all my thoughts, just the sports <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> all of them might all be right. in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, you know, we're going to we're going to wrap up our first ever podcast episode. Want to thank all you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. We're also at anchor.fm slash scout team MVPs. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter um, at scout team MVPs. We have our website, which we're going to have a lot more content coming soon. But that's at www.scoutteammvps.com. If you guys like what you hear from the Scout Team MVPs, don't hesitate to throw a little donation our way. Um, it's always nice and appreciated to kind of help keep us going and help sustain this podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to hear more episodes from the Scout Team MVPs, throw a little donation our way. We really appreciate it. Um, like I said, subscribe. And you guys can tune in weekly. We are going to produce new content every week. You're going to hear us on Wednesdays. We're going to drop new episodes, and you guys are going to love it. Um, And we hope you guys enjoyed our first episode. Rob, Shane, thank you for joining me, and we will all talk soon, gentlemen. Take care, boys. Shooter versus Gilmore. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. Here we go with Scott's MVPs. Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.